you're listening to a message from Lifeway Church. For more information about our church and our ministries, please visit www.lifeway.church. Now, please enjoy this message from our pastor, Bruce Rhodes. Luke 220, 2.25, I'm going to begin in, in verse 25. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts, and when the parents, Joseph and Mary, brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for the revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him, and then Simeon blessed them and said to to Mary his mother, this child is destined to cause the falling and the rising of many in Israel and to be a sign of that it will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. Verse 36, there was also a prophet or a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phenel of the tribe of Asher. She was very old and she had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was widowed until... She was 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying, coming up to them at the very moment she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. So Anna this morning had a reappearance to all you who are expecting and looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. Wasn't it awesome, the things that were in her heart? You know, the, the scripture said that she was married once and her husband died after seven years. And so if you think about uh, maybe getting if she was married around 20 or let's even say 16, you add seven years and that gets you up to 23 there. And then you add another 84 years because the translation says she was very old. So I think personally that she was over 100 years old. But 84 years she spent in the temple dedicated to worshiping God, praying and fasting expecting to see the redemption of Jerusalem. I think that's monumental when you think about what was happening during this account of Jesus' birth. You know, we hear about the shepherds, we hear about the wise king, we hear about 
Joseph and Mary, but focusing on Simeon and Anna at the end of their lives, still expecting to see the Messiah, Jesus, coming into the temple because he, he had to come to be presented to the priest to be consecrated or set apart. It was a ritual. It was a requirement that they bring the firstborn, the, the, the firstborn son there. And so what we can see from their life is a life of faith. They were steadfast. They were immovable. They were unshakable because they had their eyes fixed on something that they couldn't see. They had their spiritual eyes and their heart fixed on something that they couldn't see with their natural eyes. So today, I know that you're here and the Lord has spoken to you because he loves you, because you're, you belong to him. May have given you a vision, may have given you a dream, may have given you a hope. Keep your hope and your faith in God strong. Keep your heart focused on what God has promised you and your eyes expecting to see what God wants to fulfill in your life. This is what we can learn from Anna. This gift that was coming from heaven. They were focused on receiving that gift, expecting to see that gift. And when she saw the child, she recognized the child. How many of us would have recognized this child? How many of us would have known this child before we actually saw this child and identified that one as Jesus the Messiah? So today, don't give up. Keep your eyes on him. Hebrews 10, 35 and 36 says, so do not throw away your confidence. Don't throw away your faith. Don't cast away your confidence. Don't drop it or lose it or set it aside. Hold on to it because it will richly be rewarded. And then it makes this statement in verse 36. You need to persevere or you need patience. You need endurance. You need steadfast endurance, the Amplified Bible says, so that when you've done the will of God, as Anna did, as Simeon did, that you will receive what is promised. You will see with your eyes what God has promised you. This message of Jesus is a message of hope. Not only 2,000 years ago, but today. Many people don't see with their eyes the, the, the promise that God has made to us. The peace promise that God has made to us. He said peace and goodwill to all men on earth. Right? Jesus was God's gift to us. And we've been looking over the past four weeks at what was actually in that gift that God gave us in his son Jesus. Part of that was peace. And so if you need peace like I need peace this year, we take that peace by keeping our eyes focused on Jesus, not on what surrounds us. Keeping our faith and our heart set on him. And holding on, persevering, being steadfast that after we've done the will of God, we will have the peace of God that passes all understanding. Are you needing peace this morning? Are you needing healing this morning? 
It's a promise that God made to you. If you're in that place, contend for the promise that God gave you. Contend for that. Stand for that. Believe that. Keep your eyes focused on the promise that God made to you. Don't give up. If you haven't seen it yet, don't give up. Can you imagine 84 years? 84 years in the temple. And, and uh, Vanessa picked it up in the character of Anna. She said, it seemed every moment, I, I didn't regret any moment. It seemed so short compared to eternity. When our heart is fixed on eternity, these light afflictions that we go through or this period of time that is brief before we see the promise is brief. It's short. Keep your eyes fixed on the one that made you the promise. So let's talk about ransom. Let's talk about redemption for a moment. That word ransom. Because Jesus came to earth... And he became the ransom price for our freedom. The price of our ransom is, is point two that I want to make this morning. And uh, think about this. I believe God is going to give us an understanding of his value system right here for the next few minutes. Redemption means to ransom. To pay the price to liberate those who are captive. If you're, if you're feeling captive today, I want you to know that God has paid the price. He's paid the ransom to set you free. He's, he's paid that price in Jesus. He was our ransom. And through the ransom price that Jesus paid, there is, is, is redemption, but there's also release. He, Jesus releases us from all that wants to bind us from all that has bound us in the past, from every stronghold that has tried to keep us bound, Jesus has redeemed us. He's our redemption. He has ransomed us. Matthew 20 and verse 28 says this out of the New International Version. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Amen. He gave his life as a ransom. He became the re redemption, the redemptive price that needed to be paid to set us free. Yes. You know, sometimes in the news, uh, we hear of high-profile kidnapping cases where, where the kidnappers demand this exorbitant ransom in exchange for the release of the person uh, that was kidnapped. This morning, I want you to know that Jesus has paid the price Amen. to bring us back to God. Amen. <laughs> he paid the ransom for you to, to come anytime into the very throne room of grace, to speak to your Father, to receive help in time of need. He wants you to enjoy that same relationship that he has with the Father. In fact, the word says that Christ is seated at the right hand of God. But we are in Christ. We've been risen with Christ and seated with him in heavenly places. So he paid this ransom price for us to enjoy 
the same relationship that he has with the Father. So what did it cost? What did it cost? And what did God get back in return? You know, I'm just of the belief that God is, is very rational and very logical. Sometimes people that, that, that may think that they're very intelligent and very logical miss the rationality of God and the logic of God because they're trying to understand maybe why he would do something. But think about these deep questions here. What did it cost to buy us back to the Father? And what did God get back? Look at 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18 and 19 in the New, New International Version. It says this, For you know that it was not with perishable things, such as silver or gold, that you were redeemed from the empty way or the empty life handed down to you from your ancestors. But with the precious blood, everybody say precious blood. That precious blood, a lamb without blemish or defect. So the blood that was in Jesus, that was in him from conception, when he was conceived in his mother's womb, that blood was heavenly, was supernatural, was precious, and that blood was necessary for him to live his life on this earth to shed that blood, to redeem us back to God. The very price of our redemption was the very value of the precious blood of Jesus Christ. That was the ransom that must be paid for our redemption to the Father. The value set on the precious blood was at the very heart of the Father. He knew that he had to send his Son. He knew that his son must take on flesh. He knew that his son must suffer, be spat upon, carry the cross down the Via Della Rosa. God knew that his son had to be separated from him, to go to hell, to take the keys of death and and rise again, be resurrected. He knew all of this when Jesus was born, when Simeon saw him, when Anna saw him. And the price that the Father paid for you and I is the very price and the value that he sees on us individually. The value. You are as valuable and precious to God as anyone else. If there's nothing else that you hear today, You need to take that home. Write that down. You are as valuable to God as anyone else. Write that in your Bible. That's that's worthy of of tweeting, writing, retweeting. (laughs) I'm as valuable to God as anyone else. And I'll prove that to you scripturally. Look at John chapter 17. John chapter 17. This is a, a prayer that Jesus prayed before he left the earth. It's an intimate prayer. I'm so glad that we were able to have this recorded in the Bible. John 17, verse 20. Jesus said, my prayer 
is not for them alone. He's, he's saying, I'm not praying just for the disciples that are with me, that have walked with me for three years. He says, I'm praying also for those who will believe in me through their message. And so we have the message of the disciples in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The book of Acts, which was written by Luke. And so the word that we have, the good news that we have of Jesus and his life, his death, burial, and resurrection came to us through the disciples. So Jesus was not only praying for his disciples, but he was praying for us in, 20, in 2019. Amen. I'm praying for those who will believe in me through their message that all of them may be one, Father, yes. just as you are in me and I'm in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. This is huge. I have given them the glory that you gave me that they may be one as we are one. I and them and you and me so that they may be brought to complete unity. And Jesus always has his prayers answered. <laughs> And so there is unity when we're standing in Jesus and we come under that kingdom culture. Kingdom culture is higher than any other culture. There's complete unity in the kingdom. And then he says this, then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. So Jesus loves us and God the Father loves us as much as he loves Jesus because we're in him, we're a part of him, we belong to him and he paid for us with that ransom price of his precious blood. <laughs> this is what Christmas is all about because if Jesus had never been born then he would have never been able to offer his life on the cross. When we focus on a baby and a manger, we can see the cross down the road. We can see death down the road. We can see resurrection down the road. And we can see the love of God. The love of God for you. He did this for you. And truly is the gift that keeps on giving as we grow in him and learn how much that he loves us it overwhelms us to think how God in his infinite wisdom and in his majesty could love us but when we see this account where Jesus became a baby vulnerable baby with the precious blood flowing through his veins we realize that he paid for us. God paid for you. So I want us to pray. I want to ask you a, a question today. How well do you know that God loves you? How well do you know that God loves you? 
for who you are and for not what you've done. For where you are right now and not where you've been. Just for you. Jesus gave his life. He shed his blood. The love of God was manifest in the birth, the death, the burial, resurrection of Jesus. Have you been expecting this grace? Have you been expecting God's perfect love in your life? I want to invite you, if you're in that place and you, you've never accepted that gift of Jesus as, as your Lord, as your Savior, we want to give you an opportunity today. The greatest gift ever given is still available today. If you're at that place where you need to make that decision, or maybe you've received the gift of salvation before but you would say you know I have I've just haven't really opened the gift and looked inside I haven't really walked with Jesus or obeyed what God wanted me to do so today you want to make a recommitment to dedicate yourself again to this gift of love to receive all that he has for you. All that he is. It's a place of total surrender. It's a place where you let go of you and you take all of him. So I want us all together as an act of faith in this moment if you believe this prayer to receive Jesus to receive the gift of Jesus we're going to pray this all together if it's your first time then this is a hallmark day in your life let's say this together Heavenly Father I agree with your word that Jesus Christ is the Son of God that he was born on this earth from a virgin. That he lived and revealed your heart. Gave himself and died on a cross. Was buried in a tomb. But raised from the dead. And I believe this now. I receive salvation as a free gift of grace. And with my faith, I declare that I am your child. Thank you, Father, that your word declares that I'm a new creature created in Christ Jesus. 
today, I choose to follow Jesus all the days of my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit that I might walk in your victory as I obey your word. In Jesus' name. Father, I just pray for anyone here today who has made that declaration. Whether they made it for the first time or they made it again, realizing the greatest gift of all that was given to us. Father, I ask you to take what was said and what was done today and transform our thinking. Burn it in our heart how much you love us. Thanks for listening to the Lifeway Church Podcast. If you'd like to join us in reaching others by partnering with us today, you can give online by visiting us on our website at lifeway.church forward slash give. Thanks for listening to the Lifeway Church Podcast and remember to subscribe to enjoy more messages like this.